What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Technical Foul Podcast. It's just me and your boy Johannes today, aka King Testify, and you know me, your boy Lil Gap. So we're gonna get right into it. Mr. Johannes, how you doing today, bro? How you hey, doing? Hey, hey man, I'm great, man. I am blessed. How about yourself? I'm blessed, man. I'm good. Life is good. We got a new, we got a new vibe, a new era, you know. A new president. I'm happy. I yes, feel sir. safe. California about to get that other stimmy. Fit to get a 600 on top of the 1200, bro. All of my savings. Yes, sir. All right. So with the first, with that being said, with the first topic, we're gonna go ahead and start talking about the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, with their new big three debuting last week. So I've got a couple of things, but what has impressed you so far? with their new big three yeah man so i honestly i am very surprised in how well they're gelling together you know they may not be winning games um against cleveland precisely but um you know they're pretty they're, they're gelling on the offensive end and um they're very um you know willing to give up the ball especially harden looking like a team player right now um not even taking that many shots you know i think he's not taking like even half of what uh Kyrie's throwing up but um, yeah, I mean they they've been playing well on offense, man. Uh, so that's really about it. But what do you, what do you think? Well, I think they're gelling together, like you said, on the offensive end. They're definitely being unselfish and able to um, distribute the points at an even spread between the three of them. I knew, you know, I knew going in that they would be a cohesive enough, especially KD and. Harding knowing what it's like to play with other big stars and obviously Kyrie having championship experience. So he knows what comes with it. What has been a little surprise to me is how well Cleveland was able to hang in with them and not only beating them once in double OT when Colin Sexton shout out Sexland, that boy went crazy going for 22 straight points in the double OT against them in the first meeting and then going off for, um, I want to say, another 30-something pointer in the second game of a back-to-back. So they have been able to figure them out in a short period of time. And, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers are the Cleveland Cavaliers, but it's also an NBA team. They're no scrubs, and they were able to expose them defensively pretty well. And I was going through the the film and the footage, and I got to say, bro, Kyrie looks like a bit of a liability sometimes. And KD doesn't look like he cares to play defense. And, you know, Harden, he don't really play defense as it is. So their problem is going to be their defense. And we saw how easily they could get exposed with these other teams. Now, granted, they're going to have a season to gel together. They've got – they've only been through about a quarter of the season so far. So we'll see what actually happens coming into the playoffs, which I at that time, I think they'll definitely be that team to beat in the the East. But for now, bro – they can't even beat the Cavs, <laughs> so they got to figure that part out. Hey, uh, I, right. I I agree, man. I think I think KD is only slacking on defense for the mere fact that he is coming off that injury. Um, you know, I think he just wants to take it slow, take it. You know, I could give him a pass for that. Like, I'm not yeah. even mad. Like, he's got a whole entire like Achilles injury that he's coming off of. Like, that's yeah. that's nothing to be. You know, that's nothing to be. You know. That's something he got to recover for. And now, honestly, he's ahead of the timeline that I thought he was going to be as far as his performance. So he's honestly impressed me so far. But 
this team working together, if they can't beat a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, what happens when they – have they played the 76ers with this group? Yeah, I don't think so. Not even my Celtics, man. They, they're going to get Not smoked even your Celtics. from my Celtics. Y'all might, wipe, y'all might wipe the floor with them, I'm going to be honest. I hope so. But we'll see what ends up going down. But um, moving on to the next – topic we'll just get straight into it try to keep you guys put in the comments let me know how you like the flow of my uh my hosting and the formatting i don't know i got some people telling me i'm going a little too quick it's a little too rapid fire for them and then i just have to tell them you know that's just how i do things i try to move try to be efficient (laughs) you know zoom only give us about 40 minutes so (laughs) moving on to the next topic the best in the east and the west we got the top two teams in both conferences I'll go ahead and go first. I think you know who I'm going to pick for the West without being biased. But, you know, the reigning championship team, the Los Angeles Lakers with the best record in the West, sitting at, um, I believe they're 12 and four at this time. And yeah, we look unstoppable, which I figured we would. And I'm happy. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of my boys. They're making shots, bro. We have not, you know, how long it's been since I've, not held my breath when somebody puts a three-point ball up for this team. Kyle Kuzma shoots, and I don't get nervous anymore. I'm confident it's going in. KCP shoots the ball, and I'm just like, he's going to make it. Like, I have not experienced that with this team in a good five years where we have had consistent three-point shooting. Like, it feels – I is this what it felt like all those years? Y'all get into the playoffs, like, just knowing somebody's going to hit a wide-open shot? It's new to me. It feels – very Kobe-esque. Anyway, <laughs> my other team in the war in the East this time would be – oh, you know what? Before I move on to that, let me talk a little bit more about my team. So um, we've got LeBron playing like an MVP, MVP caliber player. I said that at the beginning of the season. I knew it was going to happen. AD being AD, playing very consistently, and I appreciate him being another potential defensive player of the year and um, his his stats are looking looking real balanced, and that's the that's how it is across the whole team. We got six players averaging double figures, and on top of that, we're the third best three point percentage shooting team in the league right now, shooting at forty percent. Yeah, bro, and third and de- third and rebounding got, I think about thirty eight rebounds per game, defensive rebounds per game that we're averaging in forty eight overall, and seventh in defensive rating up like 16 uh 1683 points allowed so far so we're doing quite well but my team in the east is going to be the top dog right now the 76ers they are playing real real good and, and look and be playing bro he is hooping he's looking like an mvp caliber player right now and you know their team you know, defense wins championships, and their team is top three. They're top ten in three different defensive categories. First in blocks at seven per game. First in steals total at 149, and six overall in steals per game at nine per game. So they're playing real well. Uh, I'll get into my dark horse in a second. I'll let you go Go ahead and tell us about who you think the best teams in the East and the West are, Johannes. Yeah, yeah. No, I um I can see the Lakers. I do. I respect that. Um, I mean, their record speaks for themselves, and they came off a, a tough championship. The Sixers have been playing well. 
Joel Embiid, listen, man, he's playing like MVP. I agree, but I want to see him do this in the postseason, and I want to see him do this against other bigs like Jokic and them. But anyways, moving on, my favorite team in the East that I think is playing well. Come on, man. You already know. I think you know both my answers, man. First off, it's the Celtics for the East, right? For the mere fact that this whole season we haven't played one single game fully healthy. Either Kemba's been out or Tatum's been out or Brown's been out. So Somebody's been out. And the fact that, I mean, we're eight and six right now, but the fact that we haven't played as a unit completely um, and most of these losses are in single digits anyways, um, really, really uh, makes me proud. And players have been stepping up. You see Peyton Pritchard playing well. Uh, hopefully he gets better. I saw he has uh, like a tweaked uh, MCL, I think. Um, they, Daniel Tice is playing well. Marcus Smart is shooting the ball pretty well. So I really see this team gelling when they get back together. Um, in the West, uh, I hate to say this. I would never have said this in the beginning of the season, but the LA Clippers, man, for the mere fact that they were actually tied for the first seed in the West PG is having an MVP caliber season right now, 24 points, six rebounds, five and a half assists, averaging almost 50, 40, 90 this year. Uh, everybody's shooting the ball well. I think having Serge Ibaka on the team really has them. Um, I think it really spaces the floor for everybody. I mean, everybody's hitting shots. Kawhi's averaging almost like six assists a game right now. It's it's just going crazy. And, um, you know, hopefully they can sustain this moving on and, uh, those are my two teams right now. That's uh, really, really improved me. So I'll let you take over for the dark horse. Yeah, man. Honestly, I had the Clippers as my dark horse team initially, but I started watching some film. And let me tell you, bro, Utah, they look like a real threat. They are on an eight-game winning streak right now. Fifth-rated offense in the league, averaging 114 points per game. And Donovan Mitchell is playing like an all-star, bro. You know what's, you know what's crazy to inter- intervene real quick? I blame Shaq. Shaq is the reason why. He made fun of Rudy Gobert for the extension. And then he made – you saw the Donovan Mitchell thing, right? Well, this is Shaq. I, I said tonight that uh, you are one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. I said it on purpose. I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? All right. That's it. That's it? All right, that's it. Okay, cool. I mean, I you to hear it. I've been here, well, Shaq, I've been hearing that since my rookie year. You know, I'm just going to get okay, better and well, do what I do. Do it. At the end well, of the day. You. Well, that's what I wanted you to hear you say. Yes, Love sir. your game, brother. Keep it up. Appreciate it. Yes. That was the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, he just like, he's like, you don't have it after Donovan Mitchell lit up whatever team you Oh, dude. Oh, dude, it, that was hilarious, too. You know, they have the funniest interviews, especially the one where they had KD. You know, Kevin, uh, that was talk about you coming back for the playoffs last year. So you really just been working on your game, trying to get back your timing and conditioning, really, be, to be honest, correct? Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. He was just sitting there being quiet and awkward with Charles Barkley being short. Oh, he and hates Charles. Nobody, nobody, he's been doing it with all the reporters, but nobody told Charles, like, just go through your questions quick. Like, he's not trying to talk to nobody. His team set him up. Um, but Donovan Mitchell averaging 24, 4, and 5 with a 20 PER. He's playing like an all-star. Rudy Gobert has been playing well defensively. Um, and the team itself, just watching them play, their ball movement, is so good. Their bench is playing well. Shout out Slow Mo Joe. He broke somebody off in this last game, one of the slowest crossovers I've ever seen, and made dude fall to the floor. I 
when I have a a D in post production, we gonna have to throw that in right there because that was one of the slowest crossovers I've ever seen. But they're playing really well, so that's my dark horse. But who's your dark horse, Johannes? Um, I, hey, they're playing really well. I agree with you too. They're gelling really, really well. Um, mine's is just it's it's a random team. I never thought I would say this in a million years, but you said it earlier. The Cleveland Cavaliers, man, eight and seven. They're in a the playoff contention right now without Kevin Love. Uh, Darius Garland just came back uh, this previous game, the second uh, back-to-back uh, against Brooklyn. Um, I mean, they're playing well. Jared Allen is really, really fitting well with that team. Um, Colin Sexton, obviously, young bull. You know, uh, come on, man. You can't hate on him. Um, this young team really has a, a bright future, and maybe they might make the playoffs. Uh, hopefully they don't because I have money that other teams will make it. Just, you know, being me being selfish. But I got to give him a shout-out um, as far as right now. Hey, definitely. <laughs> I understand that when there's money on the line, they go mess the whole spread up. But Cleveland, you got to – I think they got an absolute gem in Jared Allen, bro. I don't know. For me, if I was Brooklyn, I would have did everything in my power to keep him because he's such an important piece and he's a key – you can tell he's going to develop into – an eventual defensive player of the year type of player. He's so long. He does everything. He plays with him himself. He doesn't do anything that he can't do. And he plays his role to the best of his ability. One of the few big men that plays like a big man that's in this league right now, to be honest. And it's really refreshing to see. Moving on to the next topic, though. We got something for the culture. That's why we call this section the culture. For the culture. So, we got some music that's supposed to be dropping that was highly anticipated. Mr. Drake, give us – can you give us an album, please, sir? We've, I think we've been patient enough. You're about due annually for another album release. It's the perfect time. We ain't got – we at home. We want to just listen to music. Excuse my language. But I'm predicting that Loverboy ain't going to come out till Valentine's Day because he's a simp and that's what he does. And it's, it's very Drake of him. If he did do something like this, I figured that's what he's going to do. It's either going to be the week of or ahead of the week of Valentine's Day. But um, what do you think is going to go down on Johannes? Man, listen, man, who knows? First off, if he really is recovering from surgery, hey, kudos to him. Hopefully, you know, he uh, gets well in that beautiful mansion of his with that basketball court and everything. But, um, yeah, man, that's actually a good point. I didn't even think about that. Maybe he might push it till uh, February 14th. I thought maybe it would be later than that, by the way he was saying it in his Instagram story. Um, but look, no matter when the date is, this gives time for other artists to step their game up before Drake demolishes them. Because you already know, once that album's out, nobody nobody else's album is going to matter for the rest of the year. So look. It's true. Y'all yeah. got time. Put some stuff out. I've, I, I've really enjoyed all the material that I've been listening to, especially by... Uh, the the one and only Easter Blast. He actually, I've been talking about him for like the last couple of episodes. He's good. I really like his music. Um, I got another artist that I could put y'all onto by the name of uh, Masego. I don't know if you ever heard of him, Masego. He ever heard that that song? Uh, it goes Tedow. He got the the saxophone real smooth. I got to put y'all on to him. He's got some good music coming out right now. We're lesser known, but honestly, bro, artists, y'all got to step it up. Throw y'all music out. Drop these albums before this man comes back to full form and takes all y'all commercial success. (laughs) 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 Next, um, next, as far as um, 
stuff regarding the culture, Mr. Wheezy F, baby. This man got him a partner before before the presidency for the last term. What do you uh, what do you think about that? That little photo op and you know everything that was said by him. We kind of tore him a new one on Twitter for that, but um, I don't know. He might have been he might be playing chess with this one. He got him a little partner him and Kodak and got him up out of out of out of jail real quick. So um I don't know, was it a sellout move or was it a was it a a business move? What do you think, man? Cause I think he was thinking into the future with this one. Oh yeah, man. This goes to show you like Twitter is ruthless, but um, you know, we can't jump to conclusion. I know like, you know, when you see your favorite rapper posted up with somebody that is kind of against the culture, it's it's frowned upon, but like there's always a meaning behind it, right? They didn't just link up just to take a picture, or, you know, say what's up or buddy. There's something behind it, right? And let me say this real quick, a quick nice thing maybe towards Donald Trump. Hey man, I guess he really loves rap music, you know? Um, if so, he has good taste, you know, Lil Wayne, you know, one of the greatest of all time. Uh, but no, it it it's it was an awesome thing that Lil Wayne did. Um, I was seeing actually this morning that Kodak tweeted that if Donald Trump freed him, he'd give back a million dollars, right? And then when he did get freed, he deleted the tweet. <laughs> so I found that kind of uh, uh, funny. And then I saw the uh, the guy from Tiger King. What's his name? Joe? Or Carol Baskin. Killed her husband. Whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers. They snacking. What's happening? Carol Baskin. Something like that. Joe Exotic. Yeah, he was pretty pissed that um, Trump didn't... Uh, uh, pardon him after he like asked about it for months or whatever um but had a whole limo waiting for him outside of the jail oh really <laughs> they thought he was, bro they had a whole tiger limo waiting outside the prison waiting for his exit because they just assumed he was going to get a pardon off oh man well hey man i hope that bill wasn't too uh too large because <laughs> that, that sucks man but yeah you know about it, man? man i think it was just Weezy being being the genius that he is and getting off and um shout out to Kodak being able to get out too that was hilarious he deleted that tweet I didn't even know that he did that I thought that was freaking hilarious but um I think Lil Wayne he he knew what he was doing bro it was probably something he, him and his team came up with it was like we just go finesse our way you know pull a yay talk to the man butter him up because we know we got charges about to come up so. You know, he did his thing. I've, I've never seen a finesse so smooth because, you know, ain't nobody messing with Trump after this one. So he did this. He did his thing. Hey, he was that was a business move. You know, I'm not mad at him. I can't be mad at him because if I was locked up, I'd be trying to holler at that <laughs> at that orange mess and myself, too. But um, if we can go on. If you want to let me rant for a little bit, that's what this next portion of this topic is for you, uh, for you viewers and listeners out there. Why? Um, just this last little bit, it's going to be a little bit different episode today, but we just got some things to get off of our chest and, um, what we think has been kind of irritating what's been on our minds this week. I can see Johanna's rubbing his hands together. He's ready to go in. So I'll go ahead and start it off and then I'll let you finish it up, Johannes. For me personally, uh, you know, I hate making things political. I don't like to do it, but I try to be as unbiased and 
bipartisan as I can when it comes to me looking at, you know, the state of our country and everything going on and just being a fair, be, doing my own research and giving a fair analysis and evaluation. So I watch every news cycle. I watch all of them. I watch Fox News. I watch CNN. I watch ABC, NBC, all of them, BBC, just so I could be unbiased and get, you know, different perspectives. Fox News needs to be shut down immediately, bro. They gotta stop. They gotta. They gotta. They gotta stop this. This. This madness, bro. They already critiquing my man Joe. You know my man Bernie's my man's, but off the rip, bro, called his inaugural speech unremarkable. Called his man boring. All this stuff, trying to say he trying to undo everything that Trump did his first day in the job, and you know this all this stuff is relevant to me because I want to know what he signed. He rejoined the uh, Paris climate climate deal accord, which is very important because you know <laughs> it's been kind of hot and. You know, we've got just a whole bunch of stuff that he's reversed and changed. Um, now, granted, there's I, I don't necessarily agree with everything Biden's doing. I think, you know, he could uh, could have left the little pipe um, in South Dakota running because it, it was going to create jobs. But from what I've seen, they got an alternative plan to make jobs with these new, with these green deals and these energy plans. But um, we got these particular group of people. I call I call them the Q freaks, little Q and Q folks. Still, still to this day, can't believe that the things that was predicted by if y'all don't know nothing about that, do your research. These people were basically following the cult blindly. So they actually believe that there was going to be mass arrests on inauguration day, and somehow. Mr. Trump was going to have Mr. Mr. Trumpito. I should I should blur his name out. I don't think I need to be saying his name. It's kind of like Voldemort, but they think that that he they thought that there was going to be mass arrests among the Democrats and they, they, the Marines were coming to just get everybody up out of there and send them to an underground prison. People, if if you think that this man had the power to just sweep everybody up out of there and that all this that there was and i quote that there is reptile people running the government you don't need to be voting because there there has to be some level of competency y'all this there, there's there's conspiracy theories and there's nonsense and this qualifies as nonsense guys is it's ridiculous you know there's other stuff you can get into i know y'all little worlds you know, not not them. Not I don't think anybody that's a QAnon conspiracy watches our show. So I can say this about them without even worrying about it. But folks, if it people that do believe in QAnon, they gotta find something, bro. Like they could be part of nerd culture. They could find something. Watch an anime. You ever watch anime? It's really it's really nice. It's exciting. You don't you don't put your lives in danger. You don't have to go and terrorize nobody else. Just read a comic book. Do something. Don't bother don't bother people about your beliefs because it's 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 ridiculous. And I'll just keep laughing at the fact that they thought that lizard people were really thinking that they're running the government or somehow behind all this stuff. So that's just me. That was pissing me off. Fox News, stop fueling the fire. Stop talking about this, your propaganda machine. I'll let you go, Johannes. Hey man, that's the definition of a rant, man. I loved it though. I, I really respected it. Uh, mine's is actually pretty similar. We're going towards a similar uh, 
category, I'd say, uh, you know, on politics, but um, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but Representative Marjorie Green from Georgia. Marjorie. Marjorie, whatever. That, uh, that uh, lady. Sounds like uh, Margaret, Margaret Simpson, whatever her name is. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, she posted a three-second clip. Just filed articles of impeachment on President Joe Biden. We'll see how this goes. I'm an idiot. saying that she is ready to impeach Joe Biden a day after his inauguration, which um, ticked me off for the mere fact that um, take me off. I'll go ahead. ahead. Real quick. I saw this and um, yeah, bro, she had been planning this since like early January. Hey, look, and that's said she was going to do this on with her chest on news. On a news station. Yeah, and she actually said it with her chest in this three-second clip. Uh, she must have ran out of breath after that. But Say it with your chest, little <laughs> Say it with your chest. Look, it don't matter. <laughs> Anyways, look, it kind of goes back to what you're saying, but um, I, me, personally, I don't really care for any politician that's ever done anything except community leaders and people in like the city council you know um those who really make serious impact towards their own people uh you know but one thing that i hate about america is that it's so divided you know it's 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 always somebody hating each other versus you know doing their job right their job is to um take care of us you know to the best of their ability right to the american people and just to like like you were saying earlier, where it's a new fresh start, right? With a new president um, and where we're in like, a, you know, the midst of a pandemic, you know, people are almost eight to 900,000 people a week are losing their jobs. You know, it's, 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 it's time for unity and, you know, just to have this fresh start and then somebody like her uh, ready to impeach him. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, let's worry about uh, what we're going to do for those who can't feed their families or, you know, people can't pay their rent or how are you going to boost the, uh, the, the economy again or get these vaccines out, you know? So i uh, just seeing that clip really uh, irritated me. Um, and usually anything that politicians say kind of just goes through one ear out the other with me. But when I saw that, I was just, come on, man, this is, this is the, you look, you look crazy right now. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, man. And it's like, you know, and politics is it's not my i'm not even in the politics like that i would say prior to trump i didn't really pay attention to it but you know i don't have any particular politician that i fully trust because everything comes with a price and i fully understand that that's just with life period but we we have already seen violence break out so for people to still incite that and fuel this unhealthy obsession it's just it's it's pointless to me because we need to come together after these last four years of um being so divided like it's really time for everybody to get on the same page at this point and i think it's i think it's gonna be you're gonna see people really continue to show who they show you who they are 
especially at the leadership role, because, you know, regardless of how the results went, you know, regardless of, you know, the political landscape changing, especially with like the Senate being overturned, um, being majority Democratic, like you're still going to see people opposing and we'll see, we'll see a good first example of that in, um, in the coming weeks when Trump, you know, when the Senate resumes and Trump is on impeachment trial, we'll see if, um, if they can be objective and fair with everything that went down and on, just be honest with themselves. But, you know, politics, people sell out. And, you know, that's the, that's the part about politics that I really, really, really hate. You know, people don't stand on their own too because there's an agenda they have, they have to follow, AKA uh, Republicans. So I would say um, that being said, um, I do appreciate y'all. We do appreciate y'all joining us for another episode. Leave a like. If you like the episode, comment, subscribe, get us to a thousand. We are so close to a thousand subscribers, y'all. Y'all understand how much that would help the channel. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you think. Johannes. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, man, real quick, I spoke into existence last week and hit on those dunks, man. That's how we do it out here. You know what I'm saying? So hey, listen, if you want some good luck, from us, hit that like button, comment, you know, let us know how we did, you know, and then me and Miles, you know, we'll give you, you know, we'll give you that luck. So next time, you know, if you got a sneaker in mind that you're trying to hit on, you'll definitely, well, not definitely, but 98% chance you're going to hit on them. All right. So do us that favor. Yes. The podcast, the technical foul is good for you. It's good for your soul. It's good for your aura. It's good for your karma. So that being said, it's me, your boy, Lil Gap, and my boy, King Testify, signing out. See you on the next episode. Thanks Peace. for watching. Be safe. So, folks, it's your boy, Abdi. I want to take this time to remember Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant, and the seven others who passed away last year in that tragic, tragic helicopter crash. Um, we here at Half Court want to remember Kobe for the type of player he was and what he brought to the game. And also what he brought to the world, you know what I'm saying? That mama mentality that people are never, ever going to forget. Childhood memories of him just being the best of the best, you know, like probably the best scorer in league history. So we want to take this time here at Half Court to remember Kobe, Gigi, and the seven others who lost their lives. January 26th last year. Rest in peace, y'all.